Hey everybody, and thanks for listening in with the Mean Green Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, to discuss salary negotiations in college and post-college with our peer mentor, Juliana. All right, let's dive right into it. My first question for you would be, what is a salary negotiation to start off with? Well, thank you, Jasmine, for having me here today. I'm mm-hmm. usually the actual co-host, but now I'm being on the other side of the table, so yeah. happy to be here. Um, so basically what a salary negotiation is, is to get the employee, so in this case, like a student that's like looking to apply for a job or going into an internship soon that is paid, for them to be paid appropriately for their skills and experiences, as well as their education that they have already. How can we learn what we're worth? to better ask for a salary raise? Definitely, um, that is a great question to start off with. Um, I strongly, strongly recommend for students to look into websites specifically called Payscale. That one is kind of more geared towards students who have their bachelor's degree and their master's degree. And even if you aren't in industry and you haven't graduated yet, look into it as soon as you can, even if you spend two or three minutes on that website, just because you can look into seeing whenever you type in what field you're going into. For example, me, I want to go into creative direction. So I'll type in creative direction, and then it, the next question is, so what like certifications do you have for that industry? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't have any certifications yet because I am still a junior, mm-hmm. um, but you can definitely see and write down what certifications there are looking for like employers. Mm-hmm. So you can, be- better yet, just apply for those and kind of what's in the back of your head so you can apply for those in the future so that's another great thing to do it it isn't really intended for that that side of course but that side does show you of course um like the gender wage gap in professions which is a reality that we have to face like as women in the Mm -hmm. industry going into it's something we have to just be cognizant of Mm -hmm. but um again it shows you locations and how much you're going to be making in those locations as an income so i know for me example um they were showing me that in idaho for creative direction i would make like 37k right but if i went to like colorado i would be making like over over 100k so yeah. it's just like stuff like that because of yeah. i don't think i see i see myself going anytime soon to idaho but um <laughs> again just i i kind of have that in the back of my head now to definitely gear myself more and apply to jobs where of course i want to make more money but like in bigger areas such as like new york california and then um colorado for sure mm-hmm. and then just another thing so again pesco isn't the only salary informational website database um, there's also salary.com, super simple name, easy to remember. Um, I've used it in the past before Glassdoor, it's really great. Um, it also shows like quotes um, of people who've used it before, have mm-hmm. had those jobs previously to you. Yeah. Um, indeed, a lot of people have used and you'll know about that one to apply for jobs. Again, salaryless is another one. But if you want to get really technical of data, um, there's a labor of bureau statistics out there so you can see um, how much you should be making in industry. That's cool. That's cool. I didn't know that before, but now I do. Awesome. So when should you bring up that you're interested in a raise? Because, you know, when is like the sweet spot <laughs> in terms of time? Definitely. Um, so always keep in mind when you're asking for a raise from your employers that there's an appropriate way to go about it always. Yeah. So make sure you're just scheduling an appointment with them and you have your data ready. If you have already a year there, years there in that job that you have your performance evaluations, I know at Student Money Management Center we have an annual performance evaluation and then we're allowed to ask for a raise after a year. So again, bring that up, bring up your numbers that you have, whatever kind of system that they do have qualified, make sure before you accept your job that you know about that system. I know my cousin, they changed up the system right before she applied. So when she was applying for her job, it was a financial financial job. Uh, she thought it was gonna be based on different circumstances, but they ended up changing it to a system where the clients had to rate them and they would have to send that back in through the mail. And so it was kind of up to her clients to send that 
form that they got in the mail back to the office for them to get the numbers. And again, it's it's it is putting it kind of in a risky situation because she wanted her bonuses to go up because she was doing a great job mm-hmm. getting the numbers up for that company. Yeah, but um, having to have the clients kind of make the extra effort to always so send them back and send them go to the post office and the back in yeah it's not always the most reliable mm-hmm. so it was something that she didn't like and so because of that she actually ended up going to another job in another industry mm-hmm. so it's just stuff like that be constant of because if you're not comfortable with that like there is its pros and cons just be wary of it so do your research beforehand before you say yes to jobs as well yeah 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 definitely mm-hmm. um that's one thing that i've i've learned also even in the short amount of time that i've been in the professional mm-hmm. field so even once you've gotten past that and you've like discussed this with your, you know, with your uh, director or with your boss, how long should you wait to say yes to a salary offer from a job? Same thing, kind of like the question beforehand forgot to mention that your employer don't expect them to just say yes right off the bat to the number that you're asking for a raise. Mm-hmm. Let them also sit on it, but just like they can sit on it, you can sit on it as well. So don't be afraid to definitely just ask for like, hey, can I sleep on that like that raise? Or can I sleep on that number? Or can you give me like maybe an extra day to give you a final answer? Because yeah. you probably have applied to a lot of jobs, so you want to wait, wait it out. And even just you telling them, can I have like another day to give you a final answer can give you like more likelihood of getting an increase. Yeah. So it's just little stuff like that to keep yeah. cognizant of. That's good, that's good. Because yes. it's kind of a mind game of sorts. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But again, like, most likely you are in that situation where, like, you apply to a whole bunch of jobs and you really just are waiting for a callback. So, yeah. um, who knows? Being who knows? Patient. Yeah, and I wish the best to everyone out there who is actually applying to jobs right now. Yes, it's a struggle. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, what do you do? And this is actually something that a lot yes. of people I know, yeah. especially me, have come into contact with. But what do you do if your salary is non-negotiable? It's a great question. So um, they usually list it off right off the bat, like if it's not negotiable, um, that they're, they're they're putting it out there that like this isn't. But definitely try to ask for like the benefits instead. So see if you can rather just then get a raise for the salary. Ask for more vacation days instead of sick days because usually they'll like allocate certain like number of sick days and vacation days for you to already have. Mm-hmm. So if you can just let them know like, hey, maybe I actually don't get sick a lot or whatever. I actually do get sick. So yeah. I know I'm probably not going to like ask for this in exchange, but yeah. that's also always an option. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like we mentioned earlier, be really, really well informed of like how your like annual reviews are. If you can maybe ask for a copy of the documentation of how you'll be reviewed so you can like have those goals in the back of your head of like what things to meet and criteria throughout the year. Right. So that you do qualify for those bonuses and raises for your salary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just talked about the a little bit about yes. the different type of benefits. Yes. Can you go into depth about the type of benefits there are for people? Yes. So um, the most common one out there is a lot of people get certifications after six months that they're in their job. So certifications can actually be a great thing just to increase your education. And again, when you're applying to maybe more jobs after five years that you're working in that industry and you want to move up a little bit, um, you have more certifications that you actually gain through being in your other job because they will pay for it. Um, and those certifications can also be like go more in depth in the terms of like really estate i have a friend who works with apartments and like she does apartment leasing mm-hmm. and they're offering her to get more of like a real estate license and more education on the background of that and that really helps them and their um, workers just develop like their professional skills overall but um, besides that one the one that is actually less common so certification is the most common one mm-hmm. university tuition reimbursement rates that one is the most, like least common but um, definitely be wary of that um just because they are the least common ones a lot of people really want those so they're really hard to get and also like really go by really fast every yeah. year yeah 
but um, there's also a lot of common ones that are like fluent in a lot of other industries like childcare, health and fitness they're just like plans and just like discounts again just to have their like workers and employees like happiest as they can be yeah it makes sense because mm-hmm. my my dad also has very extensive yeah. health care because they know he mm-hmm. has a large family so they're like hey we can do this for you if you work mm-hmm. for us so that's definitely something that um I see in my daily life. Um, are there any key words to mention when talking about salary negotiations? Definitely. When I was doing research for this, I did a presentation of this information. So if anyone needs this information, it's all available through your presentation. Just email us to get it. Um, but the number one thing that stuck out to me was that they said to always mention a salary range. Mm-hmm. So have them in the back of your head. Never go into it with a single figure because if you do go into it with a single figure, you might be putting yourself into more trouble than you than you could have had because they yeah. could offer you more money from that sort of range. They could give you like the actual the full amount. Yeah. I know our even director here at the office, Paul, always mm-hmm. says to ask for like four times more than like you know that you actually get because yeah. at least you're shooting up that high and if, yeah. they, if they don't meet that then at least they'll meet you somewhere in the middle yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, and for any key questions to ask yes. while talking about these uh, salary yes. negotiations for so. employers this is a time for anyone who's listening that wants to take notes um, or just um, want to write these down so the most common one is can I get the salary offer in writing? So that one's really common and it's also the most important one just because you might be talking about it but then on paper when you actually go into the job it might be different than you might have negotiated. Mm-hmm. But just make sure you have that in writing and so it's just everything's just communicated clearly. Mm-hmm. And then again, what we mentioned earlier about just being wary of like what priorities and responsibilities you have on the job, making sure you know about those. Always ask them um, what are the metrics that you might use. So this is for your employer. Mm-hmm to evaluate the success of your employees. So is, is, it, is it based on like, what I was telling you earlier, like a bonus where like, you send it back in the mail and like the clients kind of rate you on that system? Yeah. Or is it like what we do here, like we have um, more of like a survey that we have students do for us and they fill yeah. those back in. Is it like that? Or um, what is the outlook? Another question is, what is the outlook for salary raises or promotions in that job? I know for me, I definitely want to move up in my industry. I want to mm-hmm. move up in the jobs that I am in. Yeah. So see if you can ask about that earlier on before you're committing to something because a lot of times my students recommend something and we're like we're moving out to those places and like we're getting an apartment near that place so um you definitely don't want, don't want them to do all that work for nothing yeah because you're committing to yes. that and so you want to be able Correct. to have growth as a professional yeah. so yeah i always. definitely get that yeah. always and then the next question is so how did you calculate this number so the number like how did your like employer calculate that number that you're making and that's a great question to ask if you're seeing that like what they're offering you is a little bit too low so kind of looking in that circumstance or it could be too high so just kind of ask them again like what are you basing this number off like is it is it that salary that i'll, that I'll get at the end of the year if i like sell this number of products is it like that or kind of just be more informed before you say yes always to like any job yeah and then the last question is so besides the base pay or any other benefits negotiable, like we mentioned earlier about benefits, you definitely want to just mention it kind of clearly and politely that are these negotiable or is it something that I can kind of exchange for or are they just like not at all like like kind of able to be yeah. arranged? Are they static? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because things do happen, so you never know if you might have to take. I know my dad's always able to like, if he has more sick days, kind of mix them around with his employer. So yeah. um, I think it's a great thing to also have in the back of your head because we're all people, things change. Stuff yeah, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with that in mind, do you have any like last takeaway tips for the students? Definitely, yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you asked that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is again just particular to, towards like UNT students. So if you are interested in like, kind of getting more practice, like one on one, for like in interviews and just to have that skill set, you want to go ahead and 
contact your college advisor so specifically towards your major contact your advisor and then ask them about who can set you up with someone to go ahead and be able to practice this salary negotiation and interview skills um, i know definitely college of science they have susan bradley so that's a great resource to have and to be connected with um just again to be pair up in the industry and just have that leg up for sure but ask for like five takeaways for students again get your pen and paper out just to write these down but um so you want to start off with first making sure you're budgeting always because we are students and we have a lot of like bills coming in from student loans so mm -hmm. address your living costs always so remember i know a lot of students like like myself we use the refunds a lot as to pay rent and stuff like that so be wary of like how much to address that gap of once you're after college and you're not getting that refund anymore because i know i usually take out like ten thousand in like loans and grants and that stuff and then my tuition is like eight thousand so i mm -hmm. get like two thousand at least um i know that's kind of coming in steadily yeah for um just a gap to only pay any expenses but like again like i need to start going ahead and addressing my living costs after i graduate so maybe going into like a cheaper apartment or getting more roommates or something like that mm -hmm. just because i won't have that to kind of have that cushion yeah the second thing is to always be aware of your like fluid expenses and incomes just because um your incomes that are like fixed would be like your rent how much you're paying for gas your phone bills and stuff like that if, if you move out to another state if it's going to go up or down and you always want to have kind of in your savings at least 400 it says statistically mm -hmm. yeah. just because that's how much more, most emergency expenses are mm -hmm. i'm not sure why you can look into that afterwards <laughs> yeah, but, um, that number just stuck with me because it says most americans don't even have 400 in their savings account so again that's something just to be wary of and a goal to have the third thing is um, research the salaries. So the website that we mentioned earlier, like salary.com, Glassdoor, and the pay scale, look into those for the areas that you live in and the ones that you might want to go in that you're applying for jobs. And the fourth thing is to become really well-versed in the range of salaries and the benefits offered for the jobs that you are applying to. So I know a lot of times when um, when I was applying for jobs at this one, like I was just applying, applying, applying to a whole bunch. And then I didn't really like um, kind of keep in the back of my head like tabs of like, different like benefits that would offer be offered in the jobs and like salary ranges i kind of had like this vague number but mm -hmm. if you can definitely um when you're applying to jobs with your bachelor's degree or with an actual education degree like a master's mm -hmm. just kind of write those down make an excel spreadsheet if you can uh, the pros and cons for every single job and then lastly negotiate your next salary raise or your raise so yeah which is the whole yeah. that's the whole just yeah, what we so. were talking about definitely it's a great note to leave off on uh -huh. and okay y'all now once again this was juliana talking to us about salary negotiations in college for internships and post-college thank you so much of course i love being here and especially like on the other side of the conversation it was a lot of fun yeah well thank you again juliana for your time much appreciated and remember y'all can reach us at money.management at unt.edu or at 940-369-7761 for any question money related and beyond and we'll catch you next time